Bethany Harris. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's pod episode. We're going to be moving into the new series about prayer, and I am so excited to be able to share some tips, some tools with you, as well as a different perspective of prayer. You know, thank you once again for allowing me to be your friend, your sister in Christ, as well as your mentor as we move forward together, strengthening our relationship with the Lord, as well as advancing our prayer life to the next level. Get your notebooks ready because you're not going to want to miss anything. Hey guys, so I'm going to go right into sharing with you guys what just happened. Uh, You know, our God is not a God of coincidences. I believe his timing is right on time. Uh, This episode is going to be about the importance of praying for ourselves. I'm going to give you a whole bunch of notes to take down. So if you're my doodlers, get your journals out, get your notepads, get your phone ready. Uh, You're not going to want to miss these notes. If you're driving, just listen, and then you can go back and listen to uh, this episode again. So as I'm preparing, getting, uh, whenever I record, I like to have whatever notes I have had over studying what I'm talking about. Um, I like to have both of my Bibles opened up because I have just an NIV and then I have a life application study Bible. And I am one of those people that write in my Bible, I highlight all of these amazing things. And, um, my desk has kind of just been crazy looking the past couple weeks because uh, we have kids camp coming up at church. And so I am with the third and fourth grade girls this year, which I'm super excited. Something different. Never been in that group before. So y'all be praying for me. Uh, but I have just been saturating my uh, spirit with what can I use to, um, you know, implement with the Bible study leaders and how can I be a vessel of God's word to these children? How can I break it down so that they understand and things like that? So I have notes, I have things going all over my desk and I went to grab uh, my study Bible and it slipped out of my hand. And when it did, it opened up to Daniel six. Now I said it and I'll say it again. God is not a God of coincidences. His timing is always right. And so Daniel six is the story of Daniel and the lion's den. If you haven't read Daniel 6, I encourage you to definitely go and read it. Um, Just a quick little background. Uh, Daniel and the Lion's Den, it's basically uh, the King Darius. uh, He put a declare out in writing that no one could pray to the Lord. Uh, And obviously Daniel was like, I'm going to do it anyway because that's what I believe in. That's what I do. Uh, and so he ends, Daniel continues to pray three times a day. Well, obviously he got caught. So they take him, they put him in this lion's den, and they roll a stone over it. And the king is basically like, may your God who you serve and pray to, um, you know, continually rescue you. I believe it says here in verse 16. But after the king goes to bed, comes up, comes back, uh, gets up, comes back, uh, the stone is rolled away. And Daniel's still alive. So during that time, Daniel went into prayer. He prayed in that moment of being in a lion's den. Scary. Like, I can't even think about that. Like, the anxiety he must have or, or whatever the emotions that he went through. I'm pretty sure it was pretty scary. But because he was faithful, because he did all of these things through this crisis situation that he was in, God sent down an angel to close the mouths of the lions. 
maybe you're in a situation that you feel like you've been thrown in a lion's den and that you're just praying for God to close the mouth of the lions. I don't believe that this, my Bible opened up to this particular uh, book, this particular story for a coincidence. So I encourage you to go back and read it. And I have verses uh, 26 through 27 highlighted and I have it written, written down next to it. This is a mandate for us. God saves and he rescues us. And it says, for he is a living God and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and he saves us. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. And I believe he can rescue us. And so that is kind of goes hand in hand with a little bit of what I'm going to share with you today. Um, and I just I know that's totally off topic, but I'm all about sharing God's goodness and what happens. And so we've already on the pod have been in this prayer series, which has been absolutely incredible. I've got to get connected with new listeners. I've gotten some feedback. Um, there have been other opportunities that have come up. I had special guests on this on the pod. I have two coming up um, in the next few weeks, one which I just recorded not too long, a couple days ago. So I'm excited to see what God is going to do um, for all of you and for me and for his kingdom uh, within the next couple of weeks. So the aspects that we have went over um, in prayer, I have all my notes here, is uh, we went over, you know, what is prayer? We went over the Acts method, praying for our enemies, the importance of loving them any anyway. I mean, scripture says that when our enemies uh, are hungry, we feed them. You know, we have to do that. We have to, even though we have Judas is sitting at our table, we still have to eat there. We still have to, we have to be Jesus. We have to love them. We have to uh, still show God's kindness to them, all of these things, we still have to do that. So as we've gone over several aspects of prayer, uh, this one I think is going to be not just for you guys out there, but for me too. studying it. Really, I have a lot, lot of notes that I have here for this. And I could probably sit here and put this into two different episodes. But I think it, I've kind of crammed as much as I could down into one episode. If I need to do another one, I definitely will. But obviously, the, the spirit is always going to trump uh, my vision for it. So, you know, praying for myself or asking prayers for me, it's so hard. I don't know if any of you ever out there feel like that. And it's not that I feel that I'm better than this person or, you know, I'm too good for prayer or anything like that, because that is not the case. Uh, I just, I'm human, you know, and I, unfortunately, I let pride get in my way. And a lot of times because of that, I know I'm blocking a blessing and it's, it's a constant thing that I'm trying to work on. And I mean, I'm human. And a lot of times, you know, with the pride I allow it to step in the way. A lot of times it's just because of where I'm at in ministry. I'm that person that like everyone comes to. It, it's hard for me to go to someone else and say, hey, this is happening. So it has to be really, really bad before I do that. And that is something I'm working on. And I'm being transparent because it's tough. It happens. I struggle with things. But, you know, the one person I know that I can go to 
And even if my words are all jumbled up and it sounds like a bunch of blah, 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 or I don't even say anything at all, it's our father. I know I can go to him and he hears all of my requests, even when I don't even say anything at all. Like he knows my heart. And I'm hoping that through this pod, you and I both together are able to release that prideful part of ourselves and that we're able to be vulnerable to the ones around us that we trust and be able to confine in them and ask them for prayer. Like, hey, I'm, I'm struggling with this or I need direction or this or I don't understand what these thoughts are. You know, like, can you help me? God is, you know, showing me this, but I don't know how to get started in prayer. Don't be scared to ask for prayer. You know, the Holy Spirit will always give you that discernment on who you can talk to, what you can say, how much you share, how much you keep to yourself. And you have to be uh, vigilant to that. You have to pay attention to the Spirit because he will they, He will give you that discernment. And discernment is so important in your walk with Christ. And you're going to, I do have some scripture later on that uh, I will give you about discernment. And, you know, the Holy Spirit is something that I am so grateful for. It is something that uh, will give you discernment when you ask for it and you have to pay attention. It is something that is inside each and every one of us who has given our life over to Christ. If you have uh, given Christ the keys to your life and you've made him your Lord and Savior, you have the, the gift of the Holy Spirit inside of you. The Holy Spirit is there to guide us, to direct us, and to protect us. Sounds like a mama bear, but <laughs> that's exactly what the Holy Spirit is for us. And I'm so grateful for it. You know, it's a, it's an intercede when we, we, we don't know things to say or the direction to go. And I love that. And so I do want to share, and this is kind of where the note taking is going to start. There was an article that I had read a few weeks ago when I was starting to prepare for the pod and praying um, for ourselves and things like that. And I want to share with you uh, these 10 things that really stuck out to me that what I got from it and that through prayer and praying for yourself or asking someone to pray for you, even that there is true benefits from it. There is benefits that come from authentic self prayer. Um, that word authentic has been coming up in a lot of my devotionals as well as um there's another word that has been coming to. And so uh, I don't know what that means yet. And sometimes God does that. He gives us words and we see it repeatedly, repeatedly, and we don't understand right now. But uh, I think that eventually whenever we get to that moment and we he shows us what the word was for, then we're kind of like, oh, okay. So, uh, all right, let's start our note taking. Ah, I'm going to get a drink there. My throat is scratching. I'm pretty sure it is because of this wonderful pollen here in Texas. Um, so these are the 10 things that I've got. I got from this article that I read. And uh, number one, prayer helps you develop a relationship with God. So just like our parents, our spiritual parents, maybe our grandparents or aunts, uncles here on earth, you know, God wants to hear from us too and talk to us. So when we pray, he listens. You know, and then he answers our prayers in the form of thoughts, spiritual feelings, scripture, actions through uh, other people. I have always said that, that God sometimes uses other people to get our attention or to confirm things that he's already shown us. Uh, number two, 
prayer helps you gain an understanding of God's loving nature. So scripture teaches us that God is love. And that's in 1 John 4, 8. And you can feel that love as you speak daily through him, to him, through prayer, seeking out, you know, guidance in your life, surrendering your time over for, to him, all of those things. Number three, prayer provides answers. Praying and listening to the answers God gives you can help you better understand your purpose in life. It will help you understand why you are here, why you are where you're at in the season that you you are, and what you can do to return uh, to live with him after this life. You know, once your life is completed, you're going to get to meet him in heaven. You're going to get to give him a high five. I'm, I mean, I'm just saying that. I feel like I'm going to go through the gates of heaven and I'm going to be like high five. And then I'm going to see my dad and I'm going to give him a high five. And then I don't know what's going to happen after that. But that's how I feel like my entrance to heaven is going to be. Uh, I don't know if there will be a slide. I don't know how it's going to be, but I'm excited for when it happens. But I know right now my purpose is still here. Number four, prayer helps you find direction in your life. So when you privately pray to God, and we're going to talk about that a little later. How do you have scripture on it? You know, you can work through some serious, serious decisions in your life. God always listens and provides sometimes specific answers or in guidance as we ask him. Scripture says, ask, seek, and knock. Ask, knock. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. I know there's a scripture about that. Uh, you guys know what I'm talking about. But when you, you ask him things, he does provide answers. And when we know when he doesn't answer immediately, he could be protecting us. You know, he might see something in the future that we don't. And we have to, uh, by faith, know that he's protecting us. And that whatever a part of our prayer that is he wants to answer, that needs to be answered, will be answered. Um, number five. Prayer gives you strength to avoid temptation. Oh, my goodness. I spent so much time rabbit holing into this temptation thing. So Jesus himself counseled his disciples on this. He said in Matthew 26, 41, it says, watch and pray, and then you will not enter into temptation. So through prayer, we can overcome temptation. Uh, we can overcome sin because when we fall into temptation, sin follows right there behind it. So we can pray for God's help to keep us from making wrong choices. We can ask for that discernment to come in. And this will give you the strength to do what is right. Because I tell you that whenever you do something that is not of God's will, you will have that Holy Spirit conviction. If you are in the process of maybe doing something that is not of God's will, you will have that <laughs> Holy Spirit conviction. I don't know how many times that conviction has stopped me from doing something. I just shared with somebody uh, a couple weeks ago that I was having that temptation of wanting to drink again. And I think I talked about that on an episode. And it was that conviction that, no, like, you have been sober for almost three years now. Why would you want to throw that all away? And I was like, you're right. Like, you know, I had that conviction of leading ministry and doing all of these things. But yet I was still indulging in things of sin. And it's not that you know, drinking is like, oh my gosh, you're going to go to hell. But scripture does say that you can drink, but do not be drunk in public and all of those things. And it's, 
it's just for me, you know, and I'm not pointing the fingers. I'm not trying to convict anyone out there, but that's just a conviction that I personally have to, I have to deal with. Um, number six, prayer aligns your will with God's will. I swear I say God's will on every episode, but you know, the purpose of prayer is not necessarily to tell God how you want him to do things. It's more of a help me understand how you want me to do things. What do you want me to do? Let it be his will, you know, bringing ourselves back into alignment with him, back into alignment with the cross. And you know, that prayer doesn't change God. It has to change us. And so we have to change that aspect and know that when we go into prayer, we're asking God to help us. We're asking him to change us how we handle or how we're going to go into a situation. And that's just something that we have to be aware on. Uh, number seven, I told y'all this is a lot, but this is some good stuff. And I could not not add this into the episode. Uh, number seven, prayer and regular fasting can help you accept God's will. So fasting and prayer is an episode that will be coming up in the next few weeks. So be uh, definitely be looking out for that. I'm super, super excited um, about that. But you have to know that Jesus himself fasted for 40 days, 40 nights before he began his ministry here on earth. You know, as he did this, uh, he can commanded with his father in heaven in prayer. So if you pray, if you fast, you will feel closer to God and you will better understand the things that he wants you to do. I don't know how many times I've pray, prayed and fasted, even for a short period of time, and God has exceedingly and abundantly been loud and clear in my life. And I always, um, always, if someone is like, I'm just not sure what direction to go, I always throw that in there, fasting. If you can just fast for 24 hours, or if you, even just like a half a day, you don't have to do 40 days. You don't have to do a week or things like that. It's just really, you can pray on it. Like, God, how long do you want me to fast? Or how long should I fast? Sometimes the spirit will tell you immediately. Um, I like to do 24 hour fast here and there. And that's just for, um, sometimes I do it with somebody if they're needing clarification on something, or if I'm stuck on a situation, or if I'm fasting for a particular person, I've done that before. And so those are just different things that you can do, um, as far as fasting, uh, number eight, prayer can work miracles. So Throughout scripture, we see so many examples of God working miracles, you know, answer to prayer. And in the Old Testament, uh, the prophet Daniel, here it goes again, it's probably why I wrote it down, uh, was thrown in the lion's den because he refused to stop praying. So when he prayed, obviously I talked about it, uh, to God in the lion's den, the angel appeared and closed the mouth of the lion's. Now I know why exactly my book opened up to this because I needed to align it with number eight. And so through daily prayer, you can experience personal miracles. Uh, you can experience personal healing, personal peace, forgiveness of our sins. Um, that's a big thing. And that kind of goes into another scripture I'm going to give about confessing our sins and how important that is. And whenever we confess our sins, Miracles do happen. You know, healing happens. Restoration happens. Peace comes over us. And it's not just like a piece of like, oh, I can breathe. It's a piece of, 
you know, you were vulnerable in that moment and you gave it over to the father and that, and I love that. I love that we can have that relationship with him, but it's not all, all on him. It's on us and how we want to get our relationship to that specific point. Um, number nine, prayer invites the Holy Spirit into your life. So as we pray daily, as we invite the Holy Spirit to be with us, to comfort us, to direct us, it, the Holy Spirit can give us answers. It can help us feel God's love. Uh, it can bring us feelings of peace, joy, uh, and happiness into our heart about other, about certain situations. And we have to be open to that. We have to take that and just know that sometimes when the Spirit speaks directly to us, it is for us, for a particular reason. We have to be open to that. Um, number 10, I'm sorry. I know this is a lot guys. Prayer helps you to become more like Jesus. So Jesus himself set the perfect example of prayer for us. And if you truly follow, if we, if we, I'm going to say we, because we're doing this together. If we truly follow his example that through prayer, we're going to be more like him. We're going to be able to develop a better and bigger relationship with him and God himself. So praying for yourself or asking for prayers for yourself doesn't make you weak. It makes you human. We all struggle with it. It's something that in our lives we struggle, whether it is with people, relationships, co-workers, sometimes ministry. Uh, you know, it could be in the church. It could be with your spouse. It could be with your children, you know, but we don't have to go through these motions alone. We don't have to go through these things and these feelings alone. If we are in need of healing or guidance, we can ask for that. We can go to the Father at any time. There is no prayer that is too big or too small that we can't take to Him. Another thing that you can do is meditate on God's Word. Meditate on it through prayer. Uh, you can do it through fasting. But meditating on God's word, speaking it over yourself, speaking it out loud, it's not um, only beneficial for you in that particular moment, but it could be something that you're speaking into existence so that it's already saturating your life. But it's a way too that whenever you speak things out into existence and you meditate, it's also another tool that you can use to bring your relationship with Christ closer, you know. I started a small journal of prayers just for myself. I have a little journal. No one knows where it's at. Uh, I have written a lot of things. I've written my good days. I've written my bad days. I've written, you know, question marks. I've written down scripture on the some days, the days I didn't have words. Some pages, unfortunately, have tears on them. Uh, but I believe that in those moments of me writing down or or doodling, or whatever it is, God knows what needs to be said. I believe that the Holy Spirit intercedes, and He is taking my requests, and He is hearing my prayers, and I believe that they are getting answered. Um, you know, another direction that I kind of want to touch base on, and I promise I'm going to be getting wrapping this up soon, but there's so much good stuff for this episode, and so I just want to talk real quick uh, about when praying is something that whenever we go into prayer and it's something that God's been showing you and you don't know the direction on how to pray for it or how to ask for prayer, we know 
it's, I mean, it's common sense that we know that we can't do anything alone. So that we obviously need the father to walk alongside of us, be with us, let his presence be around us so that we can go into prayer and we can have that mindset of asking God. You can ask him, what do you want from me? How can I assist you? Uh, can you provide me a specific assignment to be completed? Um, there are so many times that when we go into prayer that for direction that God will immediately answer us. Sometimes it's a small clue, I feel like, you know, um, to go forward. Or sometimes it's like a broader aspect. He kind of aligns these things up so that you see it. But what has happened to me, and I don't know if it's happened to you guys out there, is sometimes God has shown me something, whether it's a little piece or whether it's that whole broad aspect, and I've allowed doubt to get set in. I've allowed the what ifs or the I'm not qualified or I can't <laughs> or I'm not I'm not I'm not equipped to do this. But we have to remember that God will equip the called. He will qualify the called. There's so many amazing things that people speak over you that just attached to your spirit and you don't forget it. But doubt is a huge thing that can set in because you think that sometimes when God asks you to do something or tells you to do something, that it seems so impossible. But we have to remember that nothing's impossible without our God. For me, it was like when he told me that it was time to release my job over to him. And I was super scared. I was super nervous. I did the what if this, what if this, how are we going to, you know, it's not fair to my husband financially, like all of these things. And so for almost six months, I really struggled with it. And uh, the enemy was just all over me mentally. Uh, my job was just not the healthiest Um the good thing that came out of my job was relationships and leading one of my friends to Christ. But there was so much negative there at the end that I feel like it was almost God's way of, you know, showing me like, this is not where you're supposed to be. This is not where you're going to grow. And when I finally quit my job and it has been rough being a stay at home mom is not all it's cracked up to be like, you're still busy. There are things to still get done. Like, I feel like I am still just as busy as when I worked 40, 50 hours a week um, for a paycheck. Right now, I'm working for the kingdom and I'm working and I'm serving. I don't want to say working. So I'm serving my household. I'm getting to be a mom. Uh, my daughter made the dance team for high school and she's got... Um, so much stuff coming up this summer and I wouldn't be able to be there for her and take her to all these things and the other kiddos that are involved if I was working. So it's like, I didn't get to be a stay at home mom when she was younger, but God is still allowing me to do it now in this moment. And, and I'm so excited. I'm grateful for my husband. I pray for him. And we're going to be talking about praying for our spouses and stuff too in the upcoming week. So it's one of those things I had big doubts. I was scared. I don't know how many times I had went into prayer and God was showing me and saying the same thing over and over. Like, I I will take care of you. I have you. Just trust me. Just trust me. Just trust me. And it, it was a big release. And I got peace after a couple of weeks after quitting because God took me out of a really bad situation. And even though, um, 
you know, I don't unfortunately get a paycheck and things like that. Like God has always provided for my family and we've made little sacrifices here and there, but we are still happy. We are still loving our father. We are still serving in our church. We are still doing things as a family. And that's just an absolute testament that when God tells you to do something, do it because he's going to provide for you there on after. And you just have to believe it. You have to remove that doubt from your mind and trust in him. And so I hope that things that I shared today is something that someone needed to hear, maybe something that you can implement. And I do want you to take some time, whether it's today, tomorrow, this weekend, whatever it is, to start going into prayer for yourself. You know, it's not selfish. It's not that you are, you know, you just, everything's going to hell and you just need, you need a break. Some, I mean, everything could be going good and you just want to pray for blessings over your life. You want to pray for continued health. It doesn't have to be bad for you to go into prayer. And I don't want you to have that mindset. So whether it's just a few minutes or it's an extended period of time or, you know, you could do it while you're driving, while you're at the gym. Uh, just turn the radio off and just talk to him. Just tell him how you feel. You know, maybe sit in silence because he knows your heart. If you're needing healing, if you're needing direction, if you're needing understanding or guidance, he's always listening. He will always provide, always provide for you. You just have to listen. Uh, I don't want you to feel guilty for praying for yourself. That again goes back to that pride blocker. Don't let that pride block you from a blessing. Jesus himself prayed. Paul prayed for himself. David prayed for himself. Daniel prayed for himself. And I'm sure our pastors and our ministry leaders out there pray for themselves. So what makes us any different? Why should we feel like we like we can't do it? We can do it. You know, and I want to give you some extra examples and I promise that this will start wrapping up our notes. I know it's a lot, but this is such a good 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 topic to talk about. So I'm going to give you some words. I'm going to give you some scriptures that I pulled and prayed over um, that I implemented specifically in that prayer journal that I have just for me. And um, these are just over the last couple weeks, the things that I've needed um, to hear. And so, and then I will have a challenge for you for this week because I haven't got to do that in a while. So uh, the first uh, word that I prayed for and it came was a discernment. And I told you I had a scripture for that. So Philippians 1, 9 says, And this is my prayer that your love may be abound more and more in knowledge and debt of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may, may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that can come through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. The second one. Do it without being noticed. That was more than one word. I get it. I understand. But that is what I wrote at the top of the page. Uh, Matthew 6, 6 says, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. The third one is the word peace. Um Second Thessalonians, I always get tongue-tied when I say that, <laughs> 3.16. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. I underlined that and I wrote it in bold like letters. At all times and in every way, the Lord will all with the Lord will be with you 
all of you. Uh, the next one, anxiety, Philippians 4, 6, 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all, transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The last one is confessing. James 5, 16, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. I love that. Powerful and effective. And I just wanted to give you also uh, John 17. If you can get some time to really dig into that, um, that particular chapter of John and you can pick it apart. I absolutely recommend it. So this is where Jesus, um, through this chapter, Jesus praying, he prays for himself. He prays for the disciples and he prays for future believers. And I want you, whenever you pick that apart and you, um, I want you to kind of take it and I want you, it should be like three different parts. Uh, let me see here. Give me one second. I'm turning to it. I should have had it ready. I'm sorry. Uh, yes. So it's kind of broken up into three different parts. Yes. So if you can pick those three different parts apart, uh, three different days, then you can kind of go over it um, and just see how you're relatable to each of the prayers that he's praying, um, whether it is for himself, for his disciples, or the future believers. And so I'm going to end this pod. You're probably like, oh, finally, uh, with a challenge for you this week. Um, write this down. I will put it out there. I want you to spend extra time praying for yourself. I want you to do one of these things. I want you to take a walk along alone and talk to him. I want you to talk to him while you're driving again. You know, turn the radio off, remove any distractions. Uh, I want you to get into prayer and fasting for maybe a day. I, I will say a day, 24 hours of fasting for him. And let him reveal things to you for you specifically. And allow him through these times to ask for cleansing of your mind, restoration. Um, ask him to fill your cup back up. Allow him to... Um, guide you in the direction that he wants for you and whatever it is I just ask for you know clear direction understanding whatever it is um, just know that his will is going to be done within that time spent with him but you have to think and I've said it before is Jesus is always available for us so we need to always be available for him so that is about all I got for this week's episode. I know it's a lot of information. I hope you can go back and listen. Um, if you have questions or comments or anything, I would love to hear feedback from you. Uh, you can email me at bethany at unleashedfaith.com. You can reach me on any social media platforms. Um, I am ready and excited for the next few weeks. I know that summer is coming up. I will be taking a week off on the pod just to, one, spend some time with my daughter and my husband, um, get our house in order for the summer, and just start, um, just take a deep breath and relax. So there will be, uh, there still will be an episode for that week that I'm taking off. I'll do a playback of uh, one of the um, past episodes. Maybe something, I think it might be the one about losing ourselves because that just kind of goes hand in hand with, um, 
the mental health awareness stigma that I've been talking about on the pod. But uh, make sure that whatever you're listening, wherever you're listening to the pod, that you are hitting the notification button, that you are liking and subscribing, sharing an episode uh, with a friend or someone around you. As always, be blessed and stay focused.